What is going on, my friends? KD here, and welcome back to the 34th official episode of the King Darius Experience, where our awakening and empowering today is coming by way of understanding that your media isn't just content. Um, and I say that throwing up the quotes and everything, because a lot of times when it comes to marketing, we believe that they are just actions that we take that therefore get us results when in actuality we forget the humanity that is behind this style of communication in a digital world which is consistent content marketing in general and providing experiences for other people that allow them to peer into your world dip into it like we talked about in the past couple episodes um, experience it a little bit and then go back to their own agendas and their own um, you know to-do lists and daily lives and lifestyle and all that kind of stuff so um, you being a con- content creator and a communicator is actually infusing identity and confidence into the things that you want to do, right? It gives you better language. It gives you better messaging. Um, it gives you better opportunities for collaboration, all that kind of stuff, things that we've talked about before, right? Um, but what I want to specifically dive into today, so if you're listening um, on a sacred world or you're listening on um, any podcasting platform or you're watching the experience on YouTube, um, the three things you're going to learn today or at least have an open discussion with me about today are emoji, uh, emerging social media platforms because um, we've been talking a lot about in the What's Sacred uh, Daily News um, for Digital Creators uh, series that we've been doing about, you know, Instagram Reels and the nature of TikTok and Spotify adding features to their platform and stuff like that. So we talk a lot about emerging platforms. So that's one thing that we're going to talk through today. The second thing I'm going to run through is going to be a little bit of my content journey um, because I actually made almost like a commitment, if you will, like a lifelong commitment to storytelling when I first hopped into the business and entrepreneurial world because I knew it was going to be something that is, you know, has significance to my future. So we're going to cover that second, and then we're going to hop into what I believe are are three of the core benefits of committing to a lifestyle of storytelling. So let's hop right in. So as we kind of navigate around the emergence of some of these new social media platforms or new features within social media platforms, I want to kind of shift your perspective on how you view your content specifically. So we talked about in a What's Sacred episode uh, yesterday announcing the Instagram Reels drop and all that kind of stuff that you need to be the hub, the nucleus, and the content series that distributes to these features, to these channels, to these platforms because they're always going to change. It's ever changing. There's always something new, um, you know, and then when something is working, it's going to like we, we know that. It's going to be one of those things where you can get attention around something um, and it's not going to stay that way for more than 60 to 90 days if you're not constantly innovating around what you want and using these platforms as a mechanism for distribution and not necessarily creating just because TikTok exists or YouTube exists or Instagram Reels is dropping or whatever, um, is if you're planning your content editorial around the nature of a platform, you're going to stop and only ebb and flow with how the platform engages, interacts, and moves just in general and it evolves over time. So what you do need to be thinking about um, so that way you can have a proper perspective on emerging platforms is A, obviously your content series and that kind of stuff, but you need to be thinking an orientation first. So that's the first thing, right? So is it square? Is it vertical? Is it landscape? Um, And it's going to be a little bit... interesting trying to get used to this it was something that i had to get used to of understanding that it doesn't matter what platform comes out it's either going to be a landscape presentation a square presentation or a vertical presentation and then within those presentations like a youtube video instagram video instagram stories tiktok snapchat or whatever within those videos there's also multiple orientations and and sort of um 
real estate that you can play with within those three orientations. So I tend to think very um, almost binary with my thinking, um, like very like in a codec type of way where I really only think about the options I have. I can only communicate in audio, visual, textual, and I can only really present in square, vertical, or landscape. Um, and that's not really going to change a whole lot until we get into a lot of like VR and AR stuff, which is something that I'm not even paying attention to or even concerned about, you know, at this point in time, you know, to where you can, you know, see projections or, or see different, you know, curved uh, displays of stuff um, in regards to those projections or, you know, literally 3D imaging around. Like there's going to be so many things that come into fruition and that's just sight, right? You're going to have audio experiences and all that kind of stuff. And then those things pair together. That's a completely different world. But as it pertains to digital marketing, as it stands on August 6, 2020, you can only communicate within the real estate of square, vertical, or landscape, regardless of what platform you're communicating on. So if you take whatever episodic content series that you're working on, um, or it doesn't even have to be episodic or, you know, communicate with each other. It could just be you drop videos, right? Uh, just in general, without a cadence, without a, a cohesion, just because you enjoy doing it. Regardless of what your nucleus piece of content or where your content derives from, you can only present it in three different fashions and then sort of use the real estate within those fashions. So when it comes to these emerging uh, social media platforms, orientation is the first thing that you need to be focused on before you're even thinking about the platform. Then you need to be thinking about your style, right? Because your style is going to sort of give you uh, key indicators on where you should be posting this content and in which style you should be posting within that you know channel or that platform. So you're going to be paying, paying attention to what type of tone, what type of of energy what type of media elements do i have in this and that's going to be your transitions your intros your outros your you know little video bugs your overlays your motion graphics you know maybe your highlights your punch-ins um the way you color grade and color correct your uh color correct your content these are all media elements that change the style of the presentation and you guys have seen in a lot of our content that how you present actually completely changes the entire um value proposition of any one media post or media a, a piece of content or I'm sorry piece of uh, uh, content um, so your tone your energy your media elements the category of content right the reason why we have what's sacred and the King Darius experience even though they're all you know around music media marketing mindset that kind of stuff is because the King Darius experience is where I get to welcome people into all things in my world and just kind of talk about what's working um, from a more philosophical, educative how-to um, so that people can approach things the right way, they can have continual permission to work on the things that they love, and they can have continued inspiration and perspective on how to do those things. What's Sacred is a lot more of like a daily news ticker and channel that just kind of is giving updates on the industry, you know, three to seven minutes at a time give or take. Um, and it's only been a week since we launched that and we're already six, seven episodes in. Um, and it's really fun because the dynamic between the two, that literal content category um, separation is helping me communicate better just in general because now I have a place what I was finding is yeah, as I'm doing the King Darius experience, there's just stuff happening all the time. Software is being updated. Um, social media platforms are being added to. The ways of doing marketing are changing. Um, even just culturally, what's going on in the world is affecting the way that we're doing business and marketing. So I didn't want to turn the King Darius experience into a news channel, but I also didn't want to not talk about those things. So the first thought was, what was my content category um, to even decipher? Should I have a separate content series or something that I work on to cover the 
that gap or, or cross that bridge? And ultimately my answer was yes. So your orientation is more important than the social platform. Your content style is more important than the social platform. And then thirdly, your delivery is more important than the social platform, right? So that's gonna be your frequency um, of posting um, and that's gonna be your positioning. So what the first two things help you do, your orientation, your style, it helps you position that content correctly. Because as we're learning very, very quickly, even within each individual platform, there are multiple ways to post. I, even in the article we wrote about Instagram Reels, it's like, what do I do when I'm trying to connect with people, learn from a brand or buy from a brand or interact with a brand or an organization or a company or business or whatever it is? What is it their story? Is it their timeline on their timeline? Is it their video, their 15 second video, their 60 second video, their pictures, their carousels? Is it their IG reels? Is it their IG TV? And that's just Instagram, right? So even within the world of Instagram, anymore it's becoming one of those things where i would say in the next 12 to 36 months most platforms will have multiple like platforms are probably starting to learn oh it's not about the hype around us it's literally can we make square vertical and landscape orientation media extremely exciting on a five to seven inch screen and they're realizing we can do that versus boxing ourselves into one style of media or whatever. And what you're going to see is sort of like the merging of all of these worlds of the agency and marketing and, and advertising world with the social media and marketplace world, which are all different worlds in and of themselves. You know, think of the differences between like the Instagram, Facebook, YouTube's of the world versus like the Spotify's of the world uh, on on that side of things. And imagine all of those worlds coming together to where. You can log into Instagram, listen to music, you can share, you can connect, you can buy things, you can post in four, five, six different ways, you can consume in four, five, six different ways. Um, and literally that that cross section between advertising and creating, like we talked about literally, I think in the first or second episode of the King Darius experience becomes a lot more blurry, right? Because it's literally just any form of media could either be an advertisement or pro a promotion directly, indirectly, subliminally, right in your face. It could be collaborations between brands, creators, influencers. It could be siloed individual. It could be an individual presented as a brand. It could be a brand with the front of a personality or an individual doing a personal brand. There's so many different ways that you can post and create within these platforms that is creating different um, opportunities in general and creative ways to present the things that you're, you're creating. So I think Think just in general when it comes to these emerging social media platforms we have to understand that we are creating content in certain orientations we are creating content that has certain style and then we have we're creating content that has certain delivery and that's it so um this was something that i paid attention to very very early on into my um journey as an entrepreneur and a businessman and that has been sort of like a left and right up and down all over the place type of journey but it's been about a decade um uh since i started this entire um entrepreneurial journey in this business journey but i didn't really commit to content i would say um, it was pretty quickly, but it, it was at least six to 12 months into the journey when I realized that, man, if I'm not saying something every day, what am I doing? Because there were so many in-between times and there were so many things that just weren't being covered um, that didn't have anything to do with like operations or selling or business or product development. And I was like, man, how do you become known as like those people that are just like those guys, those authorities, those thought, thought leaders was a huge buzzword back then that has been, you know, over exhausted since then. So we were trying to figure out how to be thought leaders and authorities and, and all of that kind of stuff. So I started in music education and I started sort of using um, 
collaborative attention, if you will. So where um, I didn't have any, you know, clout or authority or influence on my name. So I brought in up and coming people who did have that. And I collaborated with them, gave them higher quality media than they had themselves, which allowed them as a musician to go get, you know, sponsors and more opportunities, you know, clinics, um, you know, gigs, all that kind of stuff. And it allowed us to sort of diversify our value offering to our audiences, both on the free, the free side of it and the paid side of it. Um, and then journeying more into like the marketing and advertising side of my journey um, and starting publishing marketing content, I went from more of that, you know, education, community building style of content into, um, I'm sorry, more of that that entertainment style of content uh, mixed with education and, and music into just straight education content, right? Just how-to marketing stuff, how-to business stuff, how-to entrepreneurial stuff and mindset slash leadership stuff. And that was sort of the lane I was creating content in. Um, and then, you know, come into the third version or the third phase, if you will, where now I'm, I'm focused a lot more on experiential marketing just in general and providing experiences for people. That's why it's even in the naming convention of this show. I want people to have an experience with my brand. If they hear about an update on what's sacred, I want them to have a reference of that inside of King Darius in a deeper way. If I'm talking about something in the King Darius experience, I want them to be able to go learn about it, read about it, search it a little bit deeper themselves. Know that I'm going to show up again the next day and two days from there and three days from there and continually talk about these things so I can be a reliable, stable force um, of communication in a chaotic world and and i've attempted this many times a lot of people around me have attempted this many times it's not an easy feat to do um but your content will evolve over time. And for me specifically, it has never been a choice of, or it's never been a matter of, is content a choice? It's always been a matter of how and when can I get this content released? So uh, because it's a non-negotiable part of who I am, it's one of the core mechanisms and how I present myself and how I market and how I sell and how I just communicate to the world in general, um, both on a, pr a free and a paid version of those things. Um, so that that is something that is just, just like, you know, your doctors and your lawyers and you know any other position has your sort of baseline 101 information you should know if you're a practicer within that you know a practitioner within that industry um, it's the same thing with uh, marketing and media just in general if you are in the media marketing advertising world um, and you are not creating content you are the last person who should not be creating content because every um, hustler, every grinder, every creator, every small business owner, entrepreneur, or a, a person aspiring to do those things should want to commit to storytelling in general because that's where philosophy comes from. That's where authority comes from. That's where law and government comes from. That's where our, uh, um, our buying decisions come from because it has influence over those things. Like our entire economic system, regardless of what country you're from or what part of the world you're from, it literally relies on daily storytelling from literally Literally news to marketplace back to the you know individual family home um, is filled with content and messages and headlines and titles and and categories and all of this kind of stuff of audio visual and textual media um, so for me that content journey of sort of going from entertainment to education to sort of like escapism and experience um, and involving all of those now in my current content flow. It took me a long time to sort of recognize this and shave the fat off of stuff that wasn't working. Um, but what I've found is that there are three core benefits that have been very helpful for me over time that I've experienced because I've committed to creating so much content. And that would be 
my IP and intelligence and overall growth has been a huge factor over time and a huge benefit because this is where I'm literally pulling frameworks and I'm pulling, you know, methodologies and ideologies and the way I do things and the way I interact with people. So for me, it's really easy for my IP, my intellectual property to grow over time because I have literally maybe 2000 references of content points in my timeline that I can be like, oh yeah, I do remember doing that. I was already behaviorally doing that. So let me create a framework or a methodology or a way of doing things or a platform or a content series that talks about that. But if I didn't have those reference points, I would have no idea or foundation on which to build on top of my philosophy. So I think that those building blocks are extremely important. So IP was one of the core benefits that um, really sharpened all of my skills in branding, marketing, advertising, and selling. Then it also helps me to just get, get to work on my perspective. Um, uh, of myself and my significance and how I view the way I am doing business and the way I am communicating. So a lot of times it adds value to who I am um, in moments when I'm like, ah, is there really an ebb and flow to this season of business or, you know, working with this client or, you know, working over here as a contractor or whatever? Is there anything besides just showing up and doing this, this task or deliverable or this project or whatever? It's been sort of like the um, balancing force in between all of those moments that has reminded me, hey, when I'm not serving other people, there's significance to the things that I have to say, which means there's also significance in other moments um, in the things that I have to say too. I just have to start documenting them, recording them and releasing them because that's going to allow me to view myself in a different way. I'm not just an average player and you shouldn't just view yourself as an average player in anything you're doing. If you're a teacher, right? You shouldn't just view yourself as an average teacher, especially with everything that's going on in the world. This is a prime opportunity to be on the front lines, right? And, and create content that allows you to position yourself as an influencer and eventually an authority in this space when you are innovating and pushing forward the sort of, I guess, the um, the pioneer boundaries of whatever space that you're in. Um, so that was the second benefit that it really helped me with is my perspective of myself and my, my self-significance um, and awareness. And then the third thing, um, which has becoming, <laughs> you know, or has been coming into fruition a lot more is my collaboration with other people and then the satisfaction I get to experience when I'm watching them be so proud of the content that they're pushing out because we're helping them shave the fat off of their communication, be sharper, be more effective, be more consistent, more frequent, and have a cadence that overall grows the things that they care about. And that's been beautiful for me because as a human it's just enjoyable when you get to see other humans happy especially if you're part of the reason you know that they're happy or enjoying a thing um so content is not or media is not just content and content is not just media both of those things and all of these things in and of um content marketing and storytelling are you and it's literally your legacy it's literally what you leave behind while you're here and while you're not here it's the same way that when we were all growing up before you know uh the internet really took off like I don't know about you guys, but our entire basement was full of scrapbooks from, you know, 1992 and on, um, in 1991 and the early, like we, that whole scrapbook era of the eighties and nineties, where you just have thousands and thousands and thousands of pictures. It's all just digital now. So the, the same sort of thing of like your, your parents passing down, like all of those different scrapbooks and, you know, photo books. And I used to have like a whole section in, in our basement that had like VHS tapes from me when I was one, you know, through 
nine years old or so. Um, and that those are fun moments, right? And, that, and those are things I get to look back on and remember. Um, and that's just sort of part of, uh, you know, growing up, at least every culture experiences that a little bit different. But social media and digital and storytelling and, and content marketing is very similar. Is like, I still get to look back right now, like it's been 10 years. So my time hop is full of stuff that I get, oh man, I've been saying that quote since 2009 or, or 2011, or hey, I posted that video in 2013. That was really cool. I should actually evolve that because I have an updated understanding on what that was back then because I hadn't had, you know, an extra three, four, six, seven years of experience. So I think for me, if I could communicate anything to you that would help awaken and empower you is that you're not doing it for other people. You are not creating content for other people. They may be the audience, they may be, be the people who are consuming it um, or even potentially collaborating with you, but if you're not doing it for you, the second that it's not beneficial to you, you're going to stop doing it. The difference between Derek today, KD today, and the Derek and KD from back in the, well, KD didn't exist back in the day, but the Derek back in the day is, I know why I'm creating content now. I know why I'm telling stories now. Before it was always the end, right? It was, oh, I'm just trying to get a sale or I'm just trying to build an audience or I'm just trying to do what you're supposed to do because content marketing is the thing and it's king. Now it's, I'm doing this because I care about it because I care about um, the things I'm talking about, which is helping me just be a research and developer and practitioner of my thing. But then also it's helping my family, um, it's giving us opportunities to have great conversations and push our family forward and all that kind of stuff. So I would just really encourage you guys to consider committing to a, a, a lifestyle of content and storytelling um, and doing it for you. So other than that, I will see you in the next episode of the King Darius Experience. Peace. Hey, pull up at this pop, but you ain't getting it. All these thirsty hoes looking for wedding rings. And all these niggas want something to put it in. Now we got these little babies in the rap game. Yeah, I just started, I'm already taking names. Like I said in gang gang, we don't play no games. I was done with waiting, so I took my place. Now niggas talk they shit because they think they sway. But in my phase, I sit back like Vlaze is chit chat. I got can you big mad in the decades, look bad, shit's bigger than rap. You not considering that. My money thicker than that. My vision clearer than that. Dry light. 10,000.